Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. God answers ordinary Christ followers who pray with number one, faith. And number two, persistence. Persistence. Seven times he prayed. Now remember, as I said, Elijah was just like you and me. He had his ups, he had his downs. Yet God honored his faith, he saw his heart, and he listens to anybody that's a Christ follower. He listens to your prayer. When it comes to prayer, many of us can either be forgetful, intimidated, or perhaps even biased. Whether it's a lack of faith or maybe self-condemnation, it's easy for us to neglect the importance of prayer. In today's message, Pastor Mark continues with us in a study on power and the influence of prayer. Reflecting on the prophet Elijah, Pastor Mark provides us with some fundamental ways to approach prayer in our daily walk. We learn in today's study that no matter what the situation might be, it's important that we maintain a healthy prayer life. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of James, chapter 5, verse 16, with his continuing study entitled, The Power and Wide Influence of Prayer. How many of you, when you were in school or maybe high school or college, were a lifeguard? Let let me see your hands. Lifeguard, okay. Wow, lots of you here on all the campuses. Today, everybody is going to be a lifeguard. Everybody is going to be a lifeguard. Now, we've learned some from uh, James some amazing things over the last few weeks. Let me ask you this opening question. What happens when we don't pray? Nothing. Let's say it together. We don't pray? Nothing. Well, we know that scriptural. We learned it from the book of James. Let me read it to you, James 4, 2. You do not have because you do not ask. So James is ending his book written to Christians, churches, and he gave us the amazing wide influence when we should pray. We gave you four two weeks ago. I'll finish two more today. Let's just go through them quickly. Number one, we pray... When there is trouble, physical, emotional, relational, or spiritual. This morning at all of our campuses, you will fit in one of these categories. Some of you are in trouble. There's a situation. Second, we praise, which is a part of prayer, when things are going good. Some of you are going like, man, that's fantastic. Trouble, I haven't had trouble a long time. It's going fantastic. Well, praise God for it. Number three, pray when there is sickness. We all go through that in our life. All of us have some kind of a a deal that's going on in our life. And uh, from time to time, we need God to to heal us. 
Number four, confess and pray when there is sin and sickness. This was a big one, a shocker to many people. The Jews believe that every time you became sick is because you sin. Well, that's not true at all. Many times we're sick because we live in a crazy world that's just filled, well, Satan rules it. And there's all kinds of stuff, the Ebola and all those kind of things that happen down to the simple things. I ended up with a little bronchitis or something, you know, and I've been speaking a lot. Like last, in the last 10 days, I think I spoke nine different times in Peru and whatever. And of course, I go to Peru, great place, fantastic. We had a wonderful time there. But it's 10 million people, third most polluted city in the world. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. So sometimes we have to pray. Pray for me this morning that I'll make it through. I'll, I'll do fine. Now, let's look at James chapter 5. Look at verse 16, the second part of it this morning. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Look at verse 17. Elijah was a man, just like you and me. He was a great prophet, but he was a man. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Could we ask Elijah to pray for us for no rain for three days? For, for three days. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, not three and a half years. Look at verse 18. And again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. Here's the fifth way that we can pray. Pray when a specific need arises. You see, stuff just happens in life. And we can pray about anything, and we should pray about everything. Don't get anxious. Pray about it. Now, what is this story? Well, James goes back to the Old Testament. We learn a lot from the Old Testament. Elijah was a prophet. And when we go back, we understand this. Ahab, who was ruling, he was the king of Israel, he actually married an ungodly woman. God told him not to. He did anyway. Named Jezebel. Don't name your daughter Jezebel. And they began worshiping pagan gods. And God got so angry at them that they disobeyed him and became like the other nations. So he asked Elijah to go. Let me share with you what happened. Now Elijah, God sent him, said to Ahab the king, As the Lord the God of Israel lives, whom I serve... There will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years, except at my word. So Elijah prays in faith. Can you imagine this? He knows it's the will of God because God said it's not going to rain. When I know the will of God, I can pray knowing that God's going to answer. Now, he prays, and this is kind of a judgment against Ahab and those who worship idols, and it didn't rain for three and a half years. And then God said to Elijah, okay, it's time. They've kind of learned a little of their lesson. Go back, pray, and it will rain. Now, this time, here's what happens. We were there just about a month ago on Mount Carmel. And there was this great battle, and, and God won the battle. And Elijah's there, and he says to a servant, go to the Mediterranean, not far away, and let's see if there's any clouds. So God says it's going to rain. So Elijah prays, and he sends a servant. A servant goes over, takes him a while to get to the sea, and he looks over the Mediterranean Sea, no clouds, comes back. Second time, Elijah prays. Third time, fourth time, fifth time, sixth time. How many got already tired of praying? You're already tired? <laughs> Seventh time, he comes back and he says, 
there's one little cloud the size of my hand. And, it, and all of a sudden, Elijah says to the king, you better get home because there's a gully washing coming. There came the rain. So what have we learned from that? Huge thing I want you to write down this morning because we're impatient people. You know, we can't stand even getting the free coffee in the McDonald's line if there's a person in front of us. We get crazy. Here's what you want to write. God answers ordinary Christ followers who pray with number one, faith, and number two, persistence persistence. Seven times he prayed. Now remember, as I said, Elijah was just like you and me. He had his ups, he had his downs, yet God honored his faith, he saw his heart, and he listens to anybody that's a Christ follower. He listens to your prayer. If you know what's in the will of God, pray with faith, believe it, and with persistence. I've been praying for this weekend for a while because I knew on this weekend, God's going to bring many people who used to follow him back to the Lord and he's going to save many people. And that's been true in all of our services this weekend. Amazing things happening because it's the will of God for every person to be a believer. You understand that, don't you? It's the will of God. Now, let's go and talk about this lifeguard thing we talked about. All of us have been to the beach here uh, or a lake and, and all of a sudden at the beach here, you're out in the water and there's an undertow. And I've been there and you've been there too. You go out maybe when we used to go out with our kids at Daytona Beach and we come on vacation and take your kids out and you're out in the water and pretty soon you say, well, we got to go back to shore. And you're trying to find the shore where you've laid your towel down and you can't find it. How many been there? What, what's happened? You drifted what? You drifted way away. And I know somebody stole my $12 thing of suntan lotion. I know they did it. <laughs> and you go back and you go, how could, how could my towel be over there? It's because we drifted. Now, let's say you're at the beach. And you're on the shore. And you're just kind of listening to radio, having a, a cola or whatever. And you look out and you see somebody that's new, probably from you know, Montana, where there's no water or something like that. And, and they're at the beach and they're way out and they don't understand the undertow. It's taking them further. And you go, that, that person's in danger. Now, if you see that, there's three options. Here's the first option. You look out and you're sitting there. What was it? Look at the, are you kidding well, somebody else will take care of that. Hey, how has your day been doing? Been pretty good? Yeah. Let's change that radio station. I don't like that song like that. You do nothing. You're just too, you're just too interested in yourself. Then there's another option, uh, a person that has this option. You're sitting there, and you see this person, and you go over there and go like this. Hey, you dumb idiot. <laughs> what are you thinking? This is not a lake. This isn't a swim. Get back here, stupid. You're going to drown. Thank you very much. And you sit down. I feel better already. <laughs> or, here's the third option. Hey, hey, look, here, here. I'm going to throw this to you. Grab hold. Hang on. Hope's on the way. And I'm swimming out to bring you back to shore. Well, which option is the right option? Of course, the third one. Number one. None of us would let a person drown out there and not pay any attention to him. Oh, of course, none of us would say, you stupid idiot, what is wrong with you? Well, when we begin to open the scripture, 
what you're going to see tonight is simply this. It's the same exact story, but it's a spiritual application. It's the same exact story, but it's a spiritual application. And we have all three of those options available for us. Let's begin verse 19. My brothers, remember now, James is writing to a church, all of our campuses. If one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring him back, remember this, whoever turns a sinner from the error of their way will save him, this is important, get it, from death and cover a multitude of sins. James is presenting to us the exact illustration that I just gave you at the beach, but with a spiritual emphasis. You know, lots of times people say this to me. Pastor Mark, I'd, I'd come to the church. If you just update the Bible, would you? I mean, it doesn't apply to us at all. No, I say to them, the Bible doesn't need to be updated. You need to be updated. Now, notice who, uh, who's being written to here. It's a church. This church is 2,000 years ago. And James says, in the church, there were people that were Christians, Christ followers, but they drifted away. They're in a lifestyle of sin. They've moved away. They're no longer walking with God. Now, would you say that's old news and it doesn't happen today? Are you kidding me? In this service, many of you are going to be restored. You're going to be saved this morning at our campuses. You're going to come back because it's the same condition. And we're going to see how easily that happens in all of our lives. It's not something that's complicated. It's very simple for us. Now, we sometimes call them backsliders, but they've wandered away from the truth. Now, let me read it to you. Just pay attention to me on all of our campuses, those in the Commons Cafetorium. Listen up now. Let me read it to you out of the message. Watch how this words. My dear friends, if you know people who have wandered off from God's truth, don't write them off. Go after them. Get them back, and you will have rescued precious lives from destruction and prevented an epidemic of wandering away from God. Wow. Here's number six, our last way to pray. We are to pray and help restore a sinning Christ follower. In other words, somebody who has started to wander away from God. Now, wandering or straying away from God, James says they've strayed away from the truth. How prevalent is that? How common is that? Well, let me show you from Scripture. Here it is. First Peter. Look what it says. Once you were like sheep who wandered away, but now you have turned to your shepherd, the guardian of your souls. They walked away from God. They used to serve him, and they've got restored. Look at the next two. Second Peter. They have wandered off the right road. They wandered off the right road. They, somehow they just got, they wandered off, and they followed the footstep uh, of Balaam, son of Beor, who loved to earn money by doing good. They just got focused on the wrong things, and they walked away from God. Look at First Timothy. Some people, notice the word again, wandered from the faith by following such foolishness. They, they got all mixed up in the truth. And may God's grace be with you all. You see, what does it mean to, to wonder from the truth? 
Who is James talking about? Who am I talking about? It, look at me. It's, it's a Christ follower who has been in the church following God, but somehow falls into sin, kind of a lifestyle of sin. And they are no longer consistent in two things, their belief or their practice. In other words, it's a Christ follower who used to walk with God, but now they're doing life apart from God. See, Christianity is not complicated. There's only two ways to do life. There's not 23 ways. You're either going to follow Jesus Christ or you're going to follow yourself. And following yourself, really you're following Satan because there's only two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. These people turned their life to Christ. It's not just an event. They began following. They began growing like him. And all of a sudden, something happened in their life and they turned from that and they got on the wrong road and they're moving in the wrong direction. They've wandered away from the truth. Now, let me explain that to you. They've wondered from, you can write this down this morning, it's not on the order. They've wandered away from wrong beliefs. Somehow they got mixed up. Maybe somebody said, well, you can't believe Jesus is really God. I mean, he's not really God. And you don't have to pray that kind of thing. Everybody's going to heaven. You know, there's a, there's a belief of universalism. Jesus died for the whole world, so everybody's going to heaven. Oh, cool. Well, that's not biblical, but somebody talked him into it. Wrong belief. Or, number two, they, they kind of got out of the way because of wrong practice. They, they know the truth, but they don't do it. Now, what was the whole book of James about, really? Very simple. The book of James is very, very, very practical. A real Christ follower, write it down, knows the truth and does the truth. See, it's no good to know it and not do it. He knows the truth and he does the truth. Look what John says. Jesus says this in John 13. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. As I told you, Linda and I just got back from a great time in Lima, Peru, and celebrating with Pastor Rick and their 10-year anniversary, and I did a couple of uh, all, the, all the Calvary guys, the pastors in Lima, I, I did a pastor's conference for them a couple times, and, uh, and preached four times to their church, and it is in a great city, 10 million people, but they drive like idiots. <laughs> they go through red lights, they put these uh, road bumps almost everywhere because people won't stop. And they're on the wrong side of the road and this kind of the road or whatever. And, and we got in a traffic jam and I said, one of the worst traffic jams I've ever been. The, the city we went to, there's one road in and one road out. And of course, it's two lane and two lane, but they've got one side of the two lane totally blocked off. They're doing construction. So it's one lane in and one lane out. When we started home, it's supposed to be an hour and a half. We got home four and a half hours later. As we were in that road, I, I looked and there's two lanes. Cars coming this way and cars coming this way. We were there more than an hour and 20 minutes, never moved an inch. I went and got a burger, came, sat back, sat down. No, I didn't. <laughs> we didn't move an inch. We didn't move an inch. And then I said, remember, one road in, one road out. Pretty soon, there's six lanes. And there's buses driving on the side of the mountain. No road. No road. The other side, the same. And pretty soon, they're all trying to merge into how many lanes? Ah! That's what happened. See, they know the truth. They aren't doing the truth. They know how to drive. I hope they pass the license, but they don't practice it. How about you this morning? James says they wondered. They might know the belief, but they're not practicing the belief. Now, 
That takes us to the question, how did they get off the right path? How in the world did that happen? It's a great picture, wandered from the truth. Now, nobody gets up in the morning. You're a Christian. You're a Christ follower. And you get up, and pretty soon it's October. And maybe the 10th of October comes, and you get up one morning and go, what? You know what? I'm going to walk away from God today. Ah, have a nice life. Tired of that Christmas stuff. I'm just walking out. Nobody does that. You just kind of, you wander off slowly. Nobody really does it deliberately. You kind of just get caught up in the things of the world, and pretty soon, well, what is the truth? It says they wander away from the truth. It's very simple. Jesus is the way. Say it with me. The truth and the life. So who have they really wandered away from? Jesus. Not about a church. It's they've wandered away from their relationship, their personal relationship with that. They're not in the Bible study anymore. And they come very infrequently to church. Church is not a big deal to them. They've just kind of wandered off. And, and they got somehow doing their own thing. And y- y- you understand that in the real world. Have you ever gotten on a scale and you look and go, how did that happen? Nobody here said in the summer, I'm going to put 20 pounds on between now and September. But some of you had. How did that work? It wasn't one trip to the all-you-could-eat buffet. You have a gold card that gets 10 stamps and you get one free. You're on nine and that's what you've been thinking about all morning. Come on back now. Come on. You see, it just, just turn to your neighbor and say, it just happens. Turn to your neighbor and just say, it just happens. We didn't plan to put 20 on. Nobody plans to walk away from God, and we're not stupid, but it happens, and we find ourselves there. Well, what we really wander away from is this. The battle is in the mind. They forget that when they turned their life to Christ, they left the kingdom of Satan, and Satan hates it, so he's after them. I want you to see this verse. You'll understand the truth. Proverbs 23, 7. For as he or she thinks in their heart, so are they. Write this down this morning. What we think we become. The battle is in your mind. It's in my mind. That's why God says to protect our mind. Renew it with the word of God. So how did this wonder? They they forgot the truth. Here's the truth they forgot. Life is a battlefield. Now, two weeks from today, I begin a new series. You're going to love the series. It's called this, Living in Two Worlds. In today's study of the book of James, Pastor Mark illustrated the importance of prayer by reflecting on the prophet Elijah. In our message, we learned several key points as to why we should strive to maintain a healthy prayer life in our daily walk with the Lord. Whether we are in a time of need or a time of prosperity, Pastor Mark encouraged us to pray in any given circumstance. Social media is a huge blessing that most of us use every day. We want to encourage you to become our Facebook friend and follow our Twitter feed. 
At the Facebook page and Twitter feed, we post information about upcoming events, discipleship articles, and encouraging quotes that will inspire you in your walk with Jesus. Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to the Calvary Chapel Melbourne Facebook page and Twitter feed, or simply search for Calvary CCM on Facebook or Twitter. We even have a specific Facebook page for the Vieira campus. Simply search for Calvary CCM and you'll see the Vieira Campus Facebook page in the search results. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Again, our web address is LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Stay tuned for the next edition of Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark as he addresses the unfortunate event of those who wander from the faith. In our study, Pastor Mark will discuss the ways in which we as believers can slowly slip into what's commonly referred to as backsliding. We'll learn the importance of staying strong in the faith through prayer, practice, and maintaining unity through fellowship with others. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through the book of James. That's next time on Lessons for Living. in a hurry.